strange. We got a malaria problem, everybody. Malaria is back, and it's it's rampant. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Welcome back to the show, everybody. It's been a while. Glad to be back. Uh, but I am not glad that malaria is back, okay? Now, to be fair, this is specifically mosquito-borne malaria, okay? Now, this is, uh, you know, apparently we get malaria here all the time. There's 2,000 cases a year or so. So this just came out June 27th, 2023. We have five cases. There were a couple cases in Texas and Florida, and it's the first time that we've had the spread of malaria since 2003, all right? Now, at the bottom of this article, it does say that There's about 2,000 cases of malaria that are logged in the U.S. each year, according to the CDC. But the last time that the mosquito-borne malaria occurred in the U.S. was in 2008, when eight cases were identified in Palm Beach County, Florida. So what does that mean, right? That means that a mosquito here locally had malaria, okay? So where did it come from? That's, That's the big hubbub. Like, where the hell did this come from? Um, so let's see. There were four cases found in Florida. The fifth was logged in Texas. Now, the way that it typically happens, you know, you would have people leave the country. They would get infected outside of the country, come back in, and then the mosquitoes start biting the infected person. And that's how it's spreading. But this is saying that those people did not travel outside of the United States and they are getting malaria somehow. All right. So. These damn mosquitoes are causing this malaria, apparently. All right. Now, I could be getting that wrong. Maybe I'm getting some some facts mixed up here, but that's what it seems like to me. Okay. Um, Another thing that they're blaming this on is climate change. Yes. Yes, I know. Uh, I couldn't believe it either. But you know what? The climate changes. So the mosquitoes climate also has to change. Okay. The mosquitoes are going to follow the climate. So if it's if it's getting hotter, getting more humid, you know, they're going to follow it where, you know, wherever they want to go. Um, this is a news report here. Uh, I don't know who the agency is here, but they're talking about it. All right. This is a big problem. This climate change. It's bringing the damn malaria mosquitoes. This is of malaria in the U.S. And here to tell us more is Dr. Shira Darone, the chief infection control officer for Tufts Medicine Health System. This is Dr. ABC Dr. News. Darone, good to see you. Good to see you. All right, Dr. Drone. So nationally, the U.S. typically sees about 2,000 cases of malaria each year. But for the past 20 years, those patients were infected outside the country. So what can you tell us about these new cases? There's a big difference here. <laughs> oh, swat. Well, I'm glad not to be talking to you about COVID today. So what's going on here is that there have been four patients in Florida and one in Texas diagnosed with malaria so far, and none of them have traveled to another country. Now, this has happened before in 2003, so 20 years ago, with eight cases. So none of them have traveled to another country, she said. Okay. In Florida. And luckily at that time, it petered out without becoming a longstanding problem. But some international health experts have warned that climate change could alter the distribution of various mosquito species there it such is. that we could start seeing malaria regularly in places that don't normally see it, and that would be a bigger problem. Oh, boy. Yeah, sure <laughs> would be a big old problem there. <laughs> 
See, that darn old climate change, man. Okay, now here's here's a study from Stanford that's talking about this as well, the climate change, because I want to get their their point of view in here. Okay, they're saying that this is climate change, so we have to look at it from their angle. All right? Let's check this out. Starting a while ago, we <laughs> tackled this question of how will climate change affect malaria, because that's, of course, one of the biggest, most important vector-borne diseases. We first studied the effects of climate change on malaria by asking how does temperature in particular affect the mosquito that transmits malaria? And you can measure that in a lab. You can put mosquitoes at different temperatures for and sure. you can make a prediction for how temperature affects sure. transmission. Okay, I'm following you. Mosquitoes, all their biologic processes are very dependent on the temperature, right? Mm, okay. And it turns out that every single species of mosquito probably has a and a temperature optimum by which all of its biological processes are actually optimized, right? And so for the malaria vector, Anopheles gambi, that's 25 degrees. But for the dengue or chikungunya vector, Aedes aegypti, that peak is actually four degrees hotter. The point is, is that as the climate changes, these arboviruses, which are currently an underrecognized problem, may become more and more of a problem. So now she was saying that the, uh... The Aedes aegypti, the one that causes the dengue fever and the chikungunya, whatever the hell it was, uh, the chumbawamba, she got knocked down. But she'll get up again, okay? Uh, but this, uh, the the Aedes one, goes at, uh, it likes the hotter temperature, not the cooler temperature. So the malaria-causing mosquito uh, likes the cooler temperature. So that would signify that maybe Florida and Texas, are they cooling down? I mean, it's hot as hell there. I don't know. Let's you might here. think because they're both mosquito-borne diseases that the public health strategies would be similar. But in fact, the public health strategies to control malaria versus dengue are almost completely different. And of course, the drugs that we have for malaria don't work against viruses, so they won't work on dengue. And the diagnostic tests that we have for malaria don't work on dengue. So we need a whole different set of tools in order to control dengue compared to controlling malaria. Dang. Okay. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so that's what they're saying. They're saying that this is all a part of climate change, okay? But that's not what other people are saying, all right? Now, there's the conspiracy theory out there that these malaria cases actually derived from these genetically modified mosquitoes. Now, these mosquitoes were released by a company called Oxitec, and guess who helped fund them? That's right the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Okay? So here is a clip of what happened. This was, you know, just a couple of years ago, maybe last year, that these were released in the Florida Keys, okay? This is the first trial, all right? So check this out. Inside boxes like these on the Florida Keys, a possible key to what scientists hope will slow an invasive and dangerous mosquito species. They're called Aedes aegypti and are known to carry diseases like Zika, Dengue, and Yellow Fever, the females spreading infection with their bites. In the Keys, they make up just about 4% of the mosquito population, but are responsible for virtually all of the mosquito-borne disease transmission. So this is important. She's saying that this type of mosquito is only about 4% of the population but it's responsible for pretty much all of the frickin' uh, problems coming from mosquitoes. And they're introducing more of this 
to make that 4% possibly higher here. Ooh, not good. Up to humans. The potential solution starts at Oxytex Lab, where tiny eggs are injected with a modified DNA strain, ultimately producing mosquitoes that have what's called a self-limiting gene. Only the male offspring can survive past an early stage. The boys, unlike their female counterparts, do not bite. They run out of females to, to meet with, and that's how you bring the population down. This w- That's how you do it, everybody. All right, so that's how they do this. They put the gene inside of the males. Okay, the males mate with the uh, natural females without the modified gene. And then when they have babies, if they have a female baby, the baby won't grow to be an adult and it won't bite and it will die. That is the theoretical point of this. Okay, so if they have males, the males will grow up just fine. That's, you know, fine and dandy. And then those genetically modified males will continue to go mate with the uh, the wild females out in the wild and. Subsequently, as they have more and more babies, the more females that they have, they're just going to die. Okay. That's theoretically how this hopefully would work. Week, Oxitec began the process of releasing 140,000 male eggs in six locations along the Keys. That is part of a live experiment greenlit by the EPA. Though some environmentalists are crying foul. Genetic engineered organisms are not something that we can control. Evolution will find its own way. This isn't disrupting anything within the environment naturally? We haven't seen that, no, and we are targeting the Aedes aegypti that is invasive. The company says similar projects in Brazil led to a 94% reduction of the targeted mosquito population and point out their research is peer-reviewed. Locally, residents buzzing about benefits and risks of... So take note of that 94% effective in Brazil. We'll get back to that eventually, okay? Unexpected consequences. My gut feeling says it's probably not a good thing. You know, we don't know enough about it. The EPA says they conducted an extensive risk assessment based on the best available science and does not expect Mm -hmm. the trial to have adverse effects to animals in the environment. Okay, well then, hey, everybody, uh, it's safe. Let's do it. All right represent the potential for greatly reducing the amount of Zika or dengue fever that's prevalent in a community. We hope so. That's why we're doing this. The boy, the debate on this one's crystal clear here. Okay, so we know. Okay, yeah. So they're trying to get rid of Zika and dengue and all that stuff because this type of mosquito is, uh, you know, the the Aedes aegypti one, that's the one that spreads this type of disease, and that's the one that they modified okay so this was part of a launch this was kind of like a a test right they they tested in the florida keys uh biotech oxytech launches this controversial field test in florida but then they get approval to launch even more okay so the epa cleared uh, this Oxytech to release 2.4 billion genetically modified mosquitoes in California and Florida. All right. So again, these are the non-biting Aedes or Aedes, whatever the fuck, Egypti. Okay. All right. So these ones apparently were being released after this successful uh, kind of trial that they did. The 144,000 that they released in the keys from that video. All right. So this all goes back to the whole like um, 
okay, well, they obviously caused this freaking malaria, right? Well, I mean, kind of not really. I don't, I don't know. So this is what they're saying. The fact checkers, okay? The fact checkers came out. They're saying this is all BS. Bill Gates is not tied to this mosquito project that's responsible for the recent U.S. malaria cases. Okay? That's bunk. Coming from the Associated or the Associated Press. You also had this Forbes. Malaria cases in U.S. trigger unfounded claims about Bill Gates and Mosquito Project. Okay? Now, in this Forbes, uh, you know, fact check... They go on to say, first of all, so this they're talking about this uh, this tweet that went viral, and you know they're they're trying to disprove it here. They say, first of all, this tweet was presumably referring to OxyTech, a company that has indeed released genetically modified mosquitoes in Florida Keys, which, by the way, isn't in Sarasota County, where the four malaria cases were found in Florida. The Florida Keys are also nowhere near Texas. While OxyTech has received support from Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, it wasn't specifically for this Florida Keys project, okay? So there's there's a couple of things that they said there. This isn't near the location where they released these mosquitoes. Mosquitoes can fly, all right? So that the last time I checked, I, I saw mosquitoes flying all over the place, all right? So, yeah, it doesn't surprise me that the mosquitoes are going to fly. And in fact... That was part of the whole, uh, the, the initial test. They wanted to see how far did these things disperse? You know, what's the distribution of these mosquitoes? Like, if we can release these in one localized area, are we going to see the reduction of female populations all over the place? I mean, these things might be horny. You know, they might mate a lot. I don't know. So, yes, these things can fly. They can spread. That doesn't surprise me, okay? that That's a little, like... Yeah, that, you're not selling me here on your fact check here, Forbes, okay? The second one is that they say that the uh, OxyTech had received support from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Now, if you click on this link, it goes right to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation um, website. And it just opens up to one of these committed grants that, Mil, uh, that the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation gave to OxyTech, okay? So it's just, this is your proof. They funded it, and it says region served. Africa and America. Wait a, wait a second. You just said that they weren't serving America here. So what is it? Right? It wasn't specifically for this Florida, Florida Keys project. Oh, oh, okay, okay. But America is very broad. We don't know. But however... This is just one, all right? This is just one of the committed grants. If you go up here and you search for OxyTech, and you just search, they have five grants found. Okay, let's look at them. Let's scroll on down here. All right? So they gave five million, uh, Bill and Melinda Gates gave five million back in June of 2018, right? Region served? We don't know. We don't know. It just, uh, we don't know. Wherever, uh, you know, this also, they gave, uh, looks like another $1.6 million in September 2020. This is going to be served in Africa plus one. I uh, don't really know what the plus one is. Uh, it might be America because this other one is um, also, it's not letting me click into this as well. Oh, wait, here we go. 
America and Africa. All right. So that's the thing is they they cherry pick the grant and say it's not specifically for that uh, that specific project in the Florida Keys. OK, it's like you don't really know. All right. It All it says is America. Right. It could be. Right. And they're funding them all over the place. Are you, that was like an eighteen point three million dollar one that they um, linked to. They also funded them again in April 2023 for just in Africa. All right. So, so far, this whole like um, fact check thing is not it's not disproving the claim here. All right. So going back to the fact check, it says you've got a mail problem. All right. You got mail trying to make a pun on that whole thing. Oxytech released genetically modified male Iades aegypti mosquitoes as opposed to female Anopheles mosquitoes. These are two different sexes and two different mosquito species. While the Iades aegypti mosquito can carry various organisms that cause dengue, Zika, yellow fever, and the chikungunya, they typically do not carry the plasmodium parasites that cause malaria. Okay. But did you read that carefully? They typically do not carry the plasmodium par parasites that cause malaria. Typically. That doesn't mean that they cannot. Am I right? Right? Right. So the Aedes aegypti mosquito, I'm sure, can carry the malaria virus if it gets close to that or if it gets uh, surrounded by that somehow. I'm sure it can't, you know. What's to, what's to stop it from doing that? All right. I know that these are two different species. They're kind of more, uh, you know, they live at two different temperatures. I get that. One comes out at day. One comes out at night. They have different ways of, you know, doing their stuff. However, this isn't really selling me on this. And, and not only that, but problems happen in these experiments, okay? Such as... Uh, let's see here. Let's let me uh, get this set up here. So you had uh, this coming from the Insider magazine. This was back in 2018. Okay, Bill and Melinda Gates are giving four million dollars to help scientists engineer a malaria-killing mosquito. Hmm. This is wait. So he's he's donating money to engineer a malaria-killing mosquito. I thought these didn't transmit malaria. Right? He he was using this for the, the Aedes, uh, whatever. Uh, the, the friendly mosquitoes. That's what they're called. So that's, that's the thing is they state that this is specifically for stopping malaria, but then they're saying that these mosquitoes can't carry malaria. <laughs> so which is it? You know, you wouldn't genetically modify them to stop malaria... If they can't carry malaria, you know, you catch my drift here. So, all right. Uh, by the way, they they said in this article, the Gates Foundation already poured at least five million dollars into OxyTech to develop these strains of killer mosquitoes back in 2010. Which was not listed on their their grants here. I mean, 2018 is as far back as it goes. And this is showing is all of their stuff. So where's that grant money? Hmm? Anyway. So, going back in here, the process isn't perfect. Listen to this. In one trial of yellow fever-carrying mosquitoes in Panama, 
Oxytech ended up releasing about one genetically engineered female for every 10,000 males it set loose. But the company says those females are disease-free and die in days. Don't worry. The females are the ones that bite you. The females are the ones that spread disease. They said that they're only genetically modifying and creating males. You have proof. Oxytech, the same company, ended up releasing one genetically engineered female for every 10,000 males that they set loose. Okay? So how many are they setting loose here? 2.4 billion? You know, one in every 10,000. I mean, that's a couple hundred thousand males, potentially, if this thing is not set up correctly, right? So going back, uh, even, even more proof that this stuff can go awry. Plan to kill off mosquitoes backfires spawning mutant hybrid insects. This is in September of 2019. Same company, Oxitec, going over to Brazil, and it, it, it backfired. Big time. All right. Here's an article from uh, New Eastern Outlook. This is from F. William Engdahl. Good article here. It has a lot of sources that it cites. Um, I, I verified these. These are all legit. So here we go. This says uh, the Brazil failure. At another trial, Oxitec, or by Oxitec, for the same Aedes aegypti gene-edited mosquito in Bahia, Brazil, in a test to see if the gene-edited mosquitoes would mate with local mosquitoes carrying Zika, malaria, and other mosquito-borne diseases. What? Aedes aegypti doesn't carry malaria. What? Right? That's what they're telling you in this fact check. So they've done this before in Brazil to try to curb Zika, malaria, and other mosquito-borne diseases. Okay? Following an initial reduction of the target population of mosquitoes, after some months, the population which had greatly suppressed rebounded to nearly pre-released levels according to a study published in Nature Reports Journal. In this Nature Reports Journal, or, yeah, that uh, report, the study, it's out there. I've seen it. What they found was after the initial period in which the target mosquito population markedly declined, after about 18 months, the mosquito population recovered to the pre-release levels. Not only that, the paper noted that some of the mosquitoes likely have, quote, hybrid vigor. <laughs> That's my porn name, okay? They stole my porn name, Hybrid Vigor. I'm going to sue these suckers. Uh, sorry. In which a hybrid of the natural, or uh, yeah, of, of the natural with the gene edited created a, quote, more robo ro robust population than the pre-release population. All right, so the, the gene edited mated with the natural and they created this hybrid that has more, it's, it's more robust. The population is even coming back even uh, bigger than the pre-release population, which may be more resistant to incesticides, okay? In short, resistant super mosquitoes. So they don't know. They don't know what they created. Like these things could be resistant to the previous ways of stopping the malaria outbreaks, right? Incesticides, uh, they might find a way to, you know, do other things. I, I don't know. 
cut open nets. Maybe they, they figured out how to use knives. Oh, boy. All right, here's another one that this, uh, this article points out. In short, the genetic mutations were unpredictable. Genetic mutations, all right? You're modifying these genes. You're creating one in 10,000, one female for every 10,000 males in another study. I'm not saying that happens every time here, okay? But it happened. So we know it's possible. It could happen again. You had this failure over in Brazil where you said that what would happen is that, you know, uh, these female populations would die out. They clearly did not die out. They they stuck around, and they were even stronger than before. And we don't know if you can kill them the same way. Unpredictable. Another 2020 scientific study revealed that the, quote, sterile insects revert back to being fertile. They revert back to being fertile, resulting in resistant GMO or genetically modified organism populations persisting in the environment. The study published by scientists in China, Germany, and the USDA in the United States show that spontaneous mutations in laboratory flies can arise, leading to genetic resistance to the intended trait. In other words, super flies or mosquitoes. All right? So nature always finds a way, dudes. And, and dudettes? <laughs> Uh, gotta, gotta, you know, so I'm just saying like you mess with nature and nature will mess with you. Is that not true? That's what I'm seeing here. Okay. Now here is Oxytech's website. Um, I think I had to use, yeah, I had to use the, the Wayback machine to pull this up because this has been taken off of their website. This is the article saying that they are partnering with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Okay, now this was released on um, in June of 2018, and this is their agreement, all right? Now, right up here, the title says, Oxytech to apply new generation of self-limiting mosquito technology to malaria-spreading mosquitoes, okay? So what they did is they first created this one strain called the Friendly Mosquitoes to combat mosquito species uh, that, that spreads malaria in Western Hemisphere. Or, uh, sorry, this is uh, in order to develop another strain of uh, uh, mosquitoes. They're going to use this platform, right? The parties will build on Oxytech's successful development of friendly Aedes mosquitoes, or Aedes mosquitoes, to reduce the vector that spreads dengue, Zika, or Zika, and other diseases, and blah, 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 blah. All right, so they're going to create the Anopheles strain and not the Aedes strain. Because the Anopheles one is the malaria-spreading one, apparently. However, all of these other articles that we looked at are saying they're releasing these mosquitoes to get rid of malaria. Right? That's why we are releasing these genetically modified mosquitoes in the United States. is So we can test out, hey, can we get rid of malaria? It's like if this mosquito is not capable of, of transmitting malaria, uh, why are we talking about malaria here? You know what I'm saying? Like it just that just doesn't make sense to me. Okay, so the fact checks have been debunked, right? 
the uh, Bill and Melinda Gates were funding this Oxitec program for uh, like decades. We don't know where the money went. All it says is Africa and America. Okay, that could be anywhere. That could be the Florida Keys. You don't know that. Forbes. Okay. All right. We know that the the genetic modifications, genetic mutations in the laboratory setting, that happens. You can't control that. We know that Oxitech has a series of issues, right? They've had an incident where one female was created for every 10,000 males. All right. That would spur some sort of uh, female, you know, into this. You know, if you had a genetically modified female that could live, and apparently they did, because that's what caused the failure in Brazil. Okay? You had the females, the genetically modified uh, males, were also mating with these females, and they were causing these hybrids to live. All right? So this whole thing is just, it's getting pretty weird, getting pretty frisky here. Okay? So going back to this New Eastern Outlook article, these mosquitoes are also being used for biowarfare. Okie dokie. So what further draws suspicions about the entire gene-edited mosquito release in Florida is the fact that the Oxitec project is being supported by two highly controversial agencies, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and the Pentagon's Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, or DARPA. DARPA is funding this shit. Gates is well aware of the malevolent potential of gene editing technology. It could be used as a bioweapon maker. In 2016, Gates declared, quote, the next pan or the next epidemic could originate on the computer screen of a terrorist's intent on using genetically or genetic engineering to create a synthetic version of the smallpox virus. Okay. DARPA has been working for several years on genetic editing of mosquitoes through its, quote, insect allies program. Oh, boy. DARPA has been working using CRISPR gene editing and gene drive technologies on manipulating the Aedes aegypti mosquito. The U.S. Department of Defense has spent at least $100 million in the controversial technology known as gene drives, making the U.S. military a top funder and developer of the gene-modifying technology. The U.S. military, DARPA, Department of Defense, us, all the United States, we are the number one funder of this gene-modifying technology. Quote, gene drives are a powerful and dangerous new technology and potential biological weapons could have disastrous impacts on peace, food security, and the environment, especially if misused, you think? That was Jim Thomas, the co-director of ETC Group, an environment safety group. The fact that gene drive development is now being primarily funded and structured by the U.S. military raises alarming questions about this entire field. Oh, man, oh, man. All right. So the Pentagon presently has top security bio laboratories in 25 countries across the world, funded by the Defense Threat Reduction Agencies, or the agency. We've heard about this, Defense Threat Reduction Agency, DTRA. 
under a $2.1 billion military program, the Cooperative Biological Engagement Program, CBEP. There are, there are, yeah, they are in former Soviet Union countries such as Georgia, in Ukraine, the Middle East, Southeast Asia, and Africa. So these 25 countries, I mean, these biolabs are all over the place. Among their projects, uh, phlebotamine sandfly species were collected under the heading, quote, surveillance work on acute febrile illness in which all female sandflies were tested to determine their infectivity rate. A third project also included sandflies. Remember the sandflies? So they studied the characteristics of their salivary glands, uh, weaponization research. So the sandflies, Fauci, putting the sandflies all around the dog's heads. Remember that shit? These guys are messed up, man. And, you know, it's it's our military doing this shit. Uh, also, recently last week, just before the malaria cases happened in the United States, in Florida and Texas, we had Russia claims Ukraine is using, quote, infected mosquitoes to attack Russian soldiers with dangerous infection. This coming from the International Business Times. Now, what could that dangerous infection be? Huh. Oh, right here. Malaria. Krilov said Ukraine is using mosquitoes to infect Russian soldiers with malaria. Huh. Why would they do that? Igor Krilov, Kirillov, the head of the Russian Radiation Chemical and Biological Protection Troops, this week claimed that Ukraine is using infected mosquitoes to transmit infections among Russian troops in the Kherson region, amid the flooding caused by the collapse of the Nova Kakovka Dam. All right? So remember, the, the dam getting blown up was all being blamed on Russia? Ukraine blew up that dam, so that way they could spawn this generation of these malaria mosquitoes. Don't you see the tactic there? I mean, brilliant military move uh, for Ukraine. Right. The Kiev. So this is a quote coming from uh, Kirillov. The Kiev regime's planned flooding of Kyrgyzstan's region's territory may complicate the situation, including the situation with arbovirus infections. After the fall of the water level, the formation of mosquito-borne diseases, especially West Nile fever, is possible. All right. The high technical level of U.S. preparedness for the use of the carriers is evidenced by the patent for an unmanned aerial device designed to spread airborne infected mosquitoes. Now, we've talked about this. Okay, these, these, uh, the patent for these unmanned vehicles, these drones. I mean, that's what it is. It's a freaking drone. Uh, when bitten, the mosquitoes are capable of infecting the military with dangerous infections such as malaria. An infected serviceman is not capable of performing the frontline combat missions. Yes. Kirillov did not share any additional details about the alleged patent, including where Russia got the supposed document. Well, I mean, the supposed documents on Google. It's right here. U.S. states patent. Culvert. I mean, you just search for unmanned aerial mosquito drone or something like that, right? 
inventor, S. Mill Calvert, coming out of Virginia. All righty. Now, here's the design. You know, it's how many pages? I don't know. This is a couple pages. But there's the drone. I mean, it shows right here. You put the mosquitoes in the bottom there. It has the little uh, death sign, <laughs> you know, showing the guy controlling it from the ground with a little Wi-Fi signal, remote operations. Now, I highlighted some stuff in here because this is stated right here in the patent. One unquestionably legal application of the toxic mosquito delivery system is immunization made possible by adding a toxin, that is, a genetically modified bacterium capable of activating a person's immune system to fight malaria to mosquitoes. Those contaminated mosquitoes could be aerially released or aerially released to immunize at-risk populations against malaria. Now, this gets into the, uh, the vaccine side of things, okay? Because this patent talks about how the military can use this to uh, basically uh, um, render the, the opposition useless, right? You're, you're getting the, um, your opponents so sick that they're going to be immobilized. They can't fight. I mean, they're puking their guts out. They're dying. Right, unless they get help and you know, but you can not only use it for that, but you can use it for mass vaccination. All right, now we'll get into that next, but I just want to kind of show how this patent itself talks about the use of uh, the military use, um, advantageous effects of invention. All right, so this is uh, what it says here in the patent with the toxic mosquito aerial release system. Large masses of people, so this is getting back into the uh, medical stuff. We'll get back into that. Um, it does It does state, throughout the military's history, the health of one's troops has always been an important determining factor. Soldiers on the ground can only properly function if they are not ill, sick, or dying from the deadly virus or pathogen. Okay? So since making the enemy troops sick is an important military objective... One then must look at what means are available to get the pathogens and germs and viruses to the enemy. Okay? So they're, they're talking about using this drone to send it there. All right? Now, this was the story that I was talking about earlier that we talked about uh, um, uh, last year, April 2022. Russia propaganda. This is coming from the Gateway Pundit. Ukraine may be conducting biowar with U.S. toxic mosquito drones? Question mark? Hmm? Hmm? I don't know. This is the Russian military or Ministry of Defense presented what it claims as evidence of a U.S. DOD bioweapons program in Ukraine. This is right when all of the biolab stuff was popping off, right? This stuff was going all over the place. This thing was just, uh, okay. So these guys, are they have biolabs over there. We found evidence of this. Then you have this uh, mosquito drone come out of nowhere. Igor Krilov, chief nuclear biological chemi chemical protection of the Russian army, claimed to have evidence that the U.S. and Ukraine were working on means to deliver biological weapons to Donbass and Russia via drones. Krilov presented a request by the Ukrainian aircraft manufacturer Motor Sitch to the Turkish maker of an unmanned uh, aerial vehicles. Uh, Bay Raktar dated December 15, 2021. Motor Sitch inquired whether Bay Raktar drones possess, quote, an aerosol spraying system 
mechanism with a capacity exceeding 20 liters? Bayraktar said no. Motorsitch also inquired, quote, is it capable of achieving a range of 300 kilometers? This would put major Russian and Belarusian cities such as Rostov, Kursk, and Minsk within range. Krylov called this, quote, a threat of large-scale use of biological weapons on the territory of the Russian Federation. All right? Krylov also pointed out the U.S. government had granted patents to the drone system capable of delivering bioweapons attacks such as the toxic mosquito. Now, that's what this thing was. The toxic mosquito. Toxic mosquito aerial release system. Boom. All right. Uh, the patent describes the toxic, toxic mosquito as a device for aerial release of mosquitoes, including a mosquito breeding bin and a mosquito food housed within the mosquito breeding bin, a toxin within the mosquito food, the toxin suitably to be transmitted by mosquito bite. The patent notes that, quote, the mosquito delivery system for lethal and non-lethal applications is not available if such a delivery system enabling lethal non-lethal uses were available, it could later be adapted for military uses uh, should legal restraints be, be altered or eliminated. So they're, they're basically saying, like, if the military wanted to use this later, they could kind of, you know, skirt around the rules or make up an exception or, you know, maybe amend something here and there. Winky, winky, you know. <laughs> All right. Uh, yes, 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 yes. So we already kind of went through all of this. The toxic mosquito aerial release system is extremely low cost and can be easily or can easily accomplish what a billion dollars in medical inf interventions and airstrikes cannot do. Think about that. Think about these things. These things are cheap compared to like missiles compared to sending your men in and getting killed themselves. You know, you send over a drone filled with these toxic mosquitoes. <clears throat> Attacks on Donbass. Russia claims that the uh, People's Republics of Donetsk and Luhansk may already have been subjected to biological weapons attacks. Now, I remember this article very well as well because this came out at the same time with all this stuff. Speaking to the United Nations Security Council on March 18th, Russian Representative Vasily Nebenzia stated that, quote, we already see alarming signs of such threat. For example, a sharp increase in cases of tuberculosis caused by new multi-resistant strains was detected among citizens living in Luhansk and Donetsk. Hmm. In March, the Biden administration announced it would provide, it provide 100 tactical unmanned aerial systems to Ukraine. The neo-Nazi Azov Battalion in Maripol has been noted for its extensive arsenal of high-tech drones in Europe's poorest country, leading many observers to conclude that the drones may have been supplied by the West. Okay, what was this all about? The Biden admin gave 100 tactical unmanned drones, aerial systems, to Ukraine. Were they these? These little buggers? Did they give them 100 of these uh, toxic mosquitoes? By the way, this uh, this inventor, S. Mill Calvert, I looked him up, <clears throat> and he has some crazy-ass inventions. I mean, so he has this uh, RFID warning Intel signal grit system. 
This is a system for remote detection of troop movement, uses granular RFID tags that can correspond or that can respond with a signal when altered by the movement. So it's like tagging people. Um, an explanor- or exploratory shaft making apparatus creates a vertical hole down into a geological formation while sending a payload into a vertical hole. Okay. That's for like oil exploration probes. Um, he has like a single round exploder is a system remotely exploding a firearm cartridge so he can make your, your gun explode. Single round exploder. <clears throat> Robot immobilizer and signal interference foam. All right. Uh, underwater electrocution devices. An underwater electrocution device may be used by a diver as a weapon to electrocute sharks or other predators underwater. Uh, soil stabilizer, geo, blah, 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 blah. Um, he has this train track enabled helicopter. A system enables a helicopter to land on and conveyed on a train track. So, I mean, this guy, whoever it is. Oh, look at this. Instant eye sealing weapon. A weapon is usable instantly, uh, yeah, instantly seal a person's eyes when fired into the target's face. Okay. The weapon includes a container that is removably attached to a barrel of a firearm. I, I could do a whole show on this guy. Once removed, it can be used independently of the firearm. The weapon includes a central processing unit mounted within the container. The container holds three or more bottles, each containing one of cyano cyanoacrylate adhesive base, an activator to speed curing of the adhesive base, and a chemical agent to affect the target. It it cures and hardens within ten seconds. It'll seal your eyes uh, eyes shut. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, like this guy made the drone. This is like uh, evil fucking uh, MacGyver. You know, if MacGyver went bad. Oh, boy. All right. So uh, moving on to this, uh, the Pentagon bioweapons and all this stuff. So remember this article that came out a long time ago? Um, I don't remember who this is from. This is uh, this, this person on Twitter. I can't say their name. I'm sorry. Can't pronounce it. But it showed the map of all of the countries, all of the biolabs. Those are the 25 countries. Those are the 25 biolabs all over the place, close to Russia in there. Uh, you know, and it uh, it talks about Georgia being the testing grounds for bioweapons. And specifically talks about how everything is being funded by the Defense Threat Reduction Agency, the, by the Pentagon, the DOD. Okay. Um, you do have some mosquito stuff in here. Hold on just real quick here. I'm going to try to find it. But this whole article kind of goes through how the Defense uh, Reduction or Threat Reduction Act, the uh, DOD has been funding all of these experiments. Okay? Surrounding Russia, okay? Military experiments on biting ex insects. Entomological warfare is a typical bio or typical type of biological warfare that uses insects to transmit diseases. The Pentagon has allegedly performed such entomological tests 
or entomological tests in Georgia and Russia. So we had biting flies in Georgia. In 2014, the Luger Center was equipped with the insect facility and launched a project called Raising Awareness About Barcoding of Sandflies in Georgia and Caucasus. Okay. And that's the one that we kind of talked about. Um, salivary glands and all that stuff. Uh, we had biting flies in Russia. This is Dagestan in Russia. And all these like cases, local people uh, were getting bit. They were causing rashes. And oh man, there's so many. Operation White Coat. Infected flies tested to bite humans. This is in 1970. In 1972, sandfly fever tests were performed on humans, according to a declassified U.S. Army report. All right. Volunteers were exposed to bites by infected sandflies. So these were quote-unquote volunteers, all right? Killer insects. You had the Pentagon, how to kill 625,000 people for just 29 cents per death. Oh, boy. <clears throat> so they're, they're breaking down the cost of this here. I mean, this is uh, coming from the documents that they revealed here. You know, you had a city attack. This is um, the U.S. Army report from 1981. It's comparing two scenarios where you have uh, A, Egypti mosquitoes infected with yellow fever, uh, tularemia, tularemia, yeah, I don't know, whatever. Um, so this is where it gets into some of these operations. Now, this one caught my eye here. Operation Big Bug, or Big Buzz. So Operation Big Buzz, you had one million uh, Aedes aegypti mosquitoes and one-third were placed in munitions and dropped from aircraft or dispersed on the ground, the mosquitoes survived the airdrop and actively sought out human blood. This was in Georgia, in the United States. Okay? Watch this. Once bitten, twice shy. During the 1950s, weird warfare experts shrank their ambitions in the quest for the perfect weapons delivery system. It's small, it's deadly, it's an insect. Operation Big Buzz, 1955. The Mosquito. Aedes aegypti is a deadly mosquito that carries yellow fever. Along with its malaria-carrying cousin, it has killed more people than all man-made weapons in history. Which That's the truth. Deadliest animal alive. Made the Americans wonder. Could the Russians turn mosquitoes into a flying army of miniature syringes? Do you like that? Made the Americans wonder. Could the Russians do this? Not us. The Russians. Okay. Let's see what they're capable of doing. Nasty little insects, and certainly, uh, uh, you know, weaponizing them could, could, you know, be something that would be useful to the military. It's kind of biological warfare before biological warfare. A third of all people bitten by the mosquito will die. That, in itself, is pretty compelling evidence. You're going to drop giant collections of yellow fever mosquitoes on the enemy. Do you, hear, do you see what that said? Weapons of mosquito destruction. WMDs. 
and hope that an outbreak of yellow fever will knock them dead. But could the Russians really turn a mosquito into a weapon of mass destruction? The only way to find out was a live fire test. But the US military wanted to keep this research a secret. So they tested it in their own backyard. One of the things that stands out for me about Operation Big Buzz is that the US tested it on Americans. Oh, okay. Oh, there they are. It is a fine spring day. Lovely in May day. 1955. Just reading my newspaper, and the smoking good citizens my pipe. Of Georgia are <laughs> looking unaware at my wife, that they watering are about the flowers. to take part in one of the most fiendish mass experiments in the history of warfare. As the bombers drone overhead, nobody suspects that they are dispersing 330,000 mosquitoes across the state. They weren't infected. Did you just say 330,000? 33? Wow. Throwing that number out there. Infected with yellow fever, so there was no, no real risk of, of an outbreak of disease. And the goal was to see how far the mosquitoes would spread. Oh, he got bit. That guy's going to die. The 330,000 bloodthirsty insects spread across an area of about half a square mile, attacking hundreds of hapless locals. Big Buzz proved that a biological attack using mosquitoes was possible. But to date, it has only ever been used by the U.S. military against its own people. That's a nice, nice thought. See, I've lived in Georgia. Is that why the hell there's so many mosquitoes there today? You know, I'm, I'm kind of pissed about that. Right? Result, work perfectly on its own people. Friendly fire. All right. So, yeah, that's that's just another example of military testing on their own people here in the United States. And there's so many more examples of that, too. I, I know um, we've gone through that before. It's always good to kind of catch up on that. Um, but getting back into the toxic mosquito unmanned aerial device. And how it can be used to deliver vaccines, okay? Because they had a universal mosquito vaccine that was being tested here. Uh, hold on just a second. Uh, where is it at? Blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah. This coming out in um, 2017. Right? This is from the Seattle Times. <clears throat> Mosquitoes are the new syringe? Seattle Lab nibbles at malaria vaccine. What? January 2017. Right, getting bit by malaria uh, infected mosquitoes may seem like an odd way to protect yourself against the disease, but Seattle researchers have demonstrated that the unconventional strategy can work. In an experiment trial, 10 local volunteers bar or bared their forearms to the blood-sucking insects, and no one got sick. <laughs> Until several months later, then they all just collapsed and died. No, they didn't say that. But um, this is just saying after the bites, the volunteers uh, volunteers bodies produced antibodies that could be potent enough to confer immunity to future infections. We are very excited, said uh, the leader, Stefan Kapp of the Center of Infectious Disease Research uh, in the South Lake Union neighborhood. It really is a milestone in the development of a vaccine. Okay. 
So they're looking at the malaria, which kills 400,000 yeah, 400, people every year. The idea isn't new. Vaccines against measles, mumps, blah, 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 blah. All right. So this is one thing. And then in June 23, 2020, you had the universal mosquito vaccine tested. Okay. So to investigate a research team led by doctors Jessica Manning and Matthew Memel of the NIH's National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. That's Fauci here, everybody. Here, let me, uh, I'll make this a little bit bigger. Uh, what they did is they tested a, quote, universal mosquito vaccine known as AGSV. It contains four synthetic peptides that are found in the sal uh, salivary gland proteins of different mosquito species. All righty. 49 healthy volunteers were randomly assigned to one of the three groups. One group received injections of an inactive placebo. One received injections of the vaccine. And one received injections of the vaccine combined with an adjuvant. I wonder if that's how they did the COVID-19 experiments. You know, three random groups. You're getting some variable uh, adverse reactions. They were given two injections 21 days apart. On the 42nd day of the study, volunteers underwent a feeding session with the disease-free mosquitoes bred at the NIH. The mosquitoes fed briefly from a volunteer's arm through a fine mesh. They were monitored for 12 months after the first vaccination. None had serious adverse reactions to the vaccine or mosquito feedings. The mosquitoes were also monitored after the feeding session to see whether the vaccine had any impact on their survival or the number of their offspring that they produce. Okay. Now, let me show you this one here. This one actually has a little picture of it. Uh, right here. Where, where, where? A box of 200 mosquitoes did, a, did the vaccinating in this malaria trial. That's not a joke. <laughs> September 21st, 2022. Look at this. She's getting poked with something. She's getting her blood drawn. One Seattle morning, Carolina Reed sat in a room with nine other volunteers waiting for the clinical trial of a new experimental malaria vaccine. Uh, nope, get over here. She put her arm in a cardboard box filled with 200 mosquitoes and let them go away. All right, look at all that. Look at her arm, my God. How many times you got to get bit by this shit? Couldn't one do? <laughs> Box with one mosquito, please? You know what I mean? So they're using flying, these small flying syringes. That's what they're calling them. University of Washington. <laughs> My alma mater. I'm ashamed. Right? They're using this to create malaria vaccines. Okay? <laughs> so we're talking about, this is all about malaria, everybody. And, you know, you're you're using, um, I think it was the Aegypti. Right? So that's another thing too. We gotta follow up and see what kind of species was this um was this mosquito. But you can have these drones now. Have those drones deliver this vaccine. You know what I mean? With or without consent, you're gonna get one. So I, I don't know, man. It's just uh you had the the first vaccine kind of get approved here. Not too long ago. Let me see here. Scene approved. 
This is one thing that I did not have pulled up, but yeah. Proved by the who. You know, in, in 2021, um, October 6th, first malaria vaccine approved by the who. Look at this. The WHO greenlights the world's first malaria vaccine, but it's not a perfect shot. <laughs> you don't say. God, look at that. They're giving it freaking little babies and shit. So, um, yeah, you had this <clears throat> RTSS vaccine from GlaxoKleinSmith, but you also have another one. You also have another vaccine that's coming out by um, Pfizer, BioNTech. BioNTech, or BioNTech, whatever the hell it's called. <clears throat> Let me search this real quick. But yeah, they, they were um, testing the stuff over in Africa. Okay? They did the pilot, the pilot program was over in Ghana, Kenya, and Malawi. The vaccine cut the malaria rates by uh, 40% and reduced hospitalizations. That's what they always say, though, right? You know, and that's always in the in the beginning. It might look good in the beginning, but what's it look like in the long term? But that's, I mean, another example of Africa being used as guinea pigs. Um, yes. All right, so here we go. I got a couple for you here. Look at this. Reuters: BioNTech aims to develop mRNA-based malaria vaccine. Shocked? This is in uh, July of 2021. They want your body to make this stuff. That's what they're saying. They want your body to create this stuff. <laughs> I don't know how to say it any more than that. Uh, that's what the mRNA does. Is It reverse engineers and your body will make the vaccine for you. Here is another one from August 27th, 2021. BioNTech selects Rwanda, Senegal, for potential malaria and tuberculosis mRNA vaccine manufacturing. All right. It's the global powerhouse right there. Boom. So, yes, uh, I think we know what's coming. That's that's what we got to look at is that, you know, Africa is going to be producing this mRNA malaria vaccine. All right. And. Whether or not they want it or not, you're going to have these mosquito drones doing whatever, okay? Now, it just depends on how you feel about vaccinations. You know, I am highly skeptical now after COVID, and a lot of people are. You know, it's like you have RFK Jr. coming out saying a lot of good stuff. Like, why do newborns need so many new vaccines? And you have, you know, he had three or four vaccines when he was a kid. And now all of a sudden we have like up, you know, towards uh, 70 or some shit as far as like the, the amount of shots that you got to get throughout your whole life. So, yeah, I, I think I've covered all of my bases here. Um, malaria, we don't know what it's caused by, but damn, oh, damn, is it interesting, is it not? So that caused, uh, <clears throat> we don't know what it's caused by. I, I You know, the genetically modified mosquitoes. It's looking like that because that fact check, fact check, it's bunk. Okay. AP and Forbes. I'm not buying your fact checks that you're selling. Okay. I'm not buying it. So that, uh, that concludes the episode. So hopefully you guys like this episode. It's a good welcome back. 
Hopefully everybody's uh, feeling good, staying away from those GMO mosquitoes. Okay? If you like this episode, leave a comment. Do the do. All right? Love hearing from you. Till next time, everybody. Sign our.